It is Friday, July 9th, and it's the Flag on the Play podcast. Plenty of good stuff to get into today on episode 21. We got the NFL update, talking all about Alex's Las Vegas Raiders, little Denver Broncos as well. We get into the NBA Finals, Euro 2020, Stanley Cup, UFC 264, basically all the sports. We got you covered today. Bozo of the week, genius of the week, no conclusive evidence, all that good stuff on a Friday to send you into your weekend. We'll be talking to you guys again on Monday. Follow us over on TikTok at The Flag Podcast. Enjoy the episode. Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Every one of the officials threw their, their flag, and look at Pete Merrill, he's got a smile on It is Friday, July 9th, it's the Flag on the Play podcast, I'm your host Phil, joining me as always, he's in a Blue Jays jersey today, it's Owen, how's it going? It's going good, I had a basketball game today. Oh yeah, um, tell tell the fans about this. So yeah. you played a professional basketball game today in a way. In a yeah, I mean, if you define professional as like a co co-ed rec league, yeah, yeah, organized yeah. sports, yeah, semi-organized sports. Okay, yeah. okay, but <laughs> but yeah, it was good to be back out there. I uh, played okay. Um, I, I had like fourteen points um, and a couple rebounds. So yeah, no, I'm back at it, feeling good. Let's go. Yeah, feeling happy, dude. You, nice. you remind me of a Frank Kaminsky type. Yeah. Oh, I was. The floor was like super slippery. Felt like I was playing in socks, so I didn't. I didn't move from the three point line. Oh, you're, <laughs> you're such a waste of. I height, had one man. putback on. So one shot in the inside the arc, and it was just like a putback, and every other shot was outside the arc. Wow. Yeah. To my right, it's Alex. How's it going? It's going good. Uh, good to be back in the lab with the boys. But yeah, my trip to Edmonton was great. Caught a movie, so. Back in the movie theater, it was a great Let's experience. Go. Haven't been there in like two years. Watched A Quiet Place too. How was that? So, banger. A little bit scary, not going to lie. Uh, but I didn't watch the first one, so I was going in there having no clue like what's going on. But phenomenal movie, and uh, they're going to make a part three. So, gonna, looking forward to that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, look at that. Pretty great little trilogy. Yeah. Well, the more you know. Episode 21. I wanted to ask you boys, any favorite 21s off the top? Everybody's nodding. Cause yeah, you you know we my made a favorite. promise. Yeah, we did make a promise. We would come back with favorites. You know my favorite twenty one. It's Tim Duncan. Also wanted to give a shout out to Alice Kodalik, who played for the Oilers wow. in two thousand nine. <laughs> I remember we traded for this guy, and I thought like, oh my god, That's it. like the parade is happening. And <laughs> he played seventeen games for the Oilers. So That's huge. Shout out to Alice. I've got so yeah, I was looking at, at some twenty ones. Kind of like a low key, there's not as many as you might think. But one that I was seeing was um, Kevin Garnett, KG. Yep, the big one, ticket. The big ticket. One of the most just psycho players to ever play step on a basketball yep. court. Organized yep. sports, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anybody who's played with me knows I model my game exactly after him. Yeah, Frank Kaminsky, <laughs> Kevin Garnett hybrid. That's exactly <laughs> what I would use to describe you. Yeah, and then uh, Michael Saunders, Blue Jays legend, Canadian. There you go. Had some good years. Just good career. Good right-handed yeah. bat. Yep. Yeah, he... Yeah, made of plastic. He had that tape on his bat too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So as the fans know, I'm a big uh, Flames and Raptors fan. So I came up with a couple here. 
Uh, so I'll do Raptors first. We got Jamal McGlure. In 2012, <laughs> he wore uh, number 21. I didn't even know he was on the team in 2012, but he's the like assistant, fitness coach, something. All I know is that if you do watch Raptors games, you know that after whenever the opposing team is shooting free throws, he always stands up and he does this little thing with his elbows and he yells, box out, box out. So that's what I know him from. Great Let's coach. Go. And yeah, he was there for the championship. So good for him. And then uh, another Raptors legend, Grievous Vasquez. Great biscuits. We all know the shimmy that he nailed in Washington's <laughs> face. It's that true. Was, you know, at the time, that was as good as it could get for a Raptors fan. That was low-key. Like, people judge. That was a seminal moment in Raptor history at the time. That, like, they still show it to this day on NBA TV Canada. Like, maybe some of you guys don't have that channel. I do, not to brag. <laughs> but uh, unbelievable moment. Not only did he hit that shot, make us all feel good, we also got Norman Powell for him. Yeah. So that was a steal. And then guess what we got for Norman Powell? We got Gary Trent. So you know what? I think it'll be my mission to see how long this this thing can go and yeah. see, you know, if, if we keep Gary Trent or if we trade him, what happens. But yeah. all because of Grievous Vasquez. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Gift Number 21. Keeps, yeah. Exactly. And quick for Flames here, uh, Andrew Ferentz for not on cool. the cup, cup run to 2004. Uh, he was an Oilers guy too, right? Captain. Captain. Yeah. And mistaken for Connor McDavid by TNT. That's that right. one time. That's right. And flip the bird to the bell center. Flip the bird goal. to the bell center. And Ole Okunen. Legend. Legend. He wore, that he guy. wore 11 for a while too. Yeah. Wore 11 for a bit there. Back then, we had a Ginla, but then like Ole Okunen was like the second guy. And he was like, you know, like we could build around him. We were very wrong. One thing I do remember though is that we were playing in Toronto against the Maple Leafs. And he just flipped the puck over a guy, like going into the blue line. And almost scored, and I was like, holy shit, like, this guy, like, he's legit. So, I don't know if you guys remember that, but wow, what a play. What a player. We're on to the NFL update, fellas. It was a big week for meaningless stories in the AFC South. So, Alex, to lead things off, I saw you wearing a Raiders shirt in your TikTok. Yep. For those who don't know, you're a Raiders fan. I'm a big Raiders guy. So, they were hogging up the headlines this week. Yeah. Starting with Derek Carr. He went on the Chris Collinsworth podcast. He was talking all about Devontae Adams. Yep. He played with him at Fresno State. That's right. He's got a plan to get him to your team next year. He says, here's his goal for the season. He laid out the plan. Quote, get to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, yeah. beat Devontae Adams in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. recruit yeah. him to the dark side. A little Kevin Durant situation <laughs> right there. So seems like a pretty simple plan. Don't see how that could go wrong <laughs> at all. With with John Gurdon on the sidelines and uh, Mayock making those unbelievable moves as GM, whether they're signings or trades, and then just somehow getting the Packers to the Super Bowl. <laughs> with Jordan Love. With Jordan Love. So a Super Bowl matchup, can you picture it? Jordan Love versus Derek Carr squaring off. Wow. Holy smokes. Can you and, say ratings? Yeah. <laughs> ratings would be through the roof. And, uh, yeah, Derek Carr, I mean... Who doesn't want to play with Derek Carr? Legend. Yeah. yeah don't trade him, though, because otherwise he'll just retire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's done. And we don't want that to happen. No. Speaking of your boy Mayock and his signings, your team made a big splash this offseason. That's right. They signed first-class fantasy failure Kenyon Drake yeah. to a two-year $11 million deal. Best and, backfield in the league. Yeah, I know what you're thinking, right? Yeah. They, they got Josh Jacobs. Why yeah. do they need another running back? That's what we're all thinking. Yeah. Well, don't worry. Because they're, as per usual, the Raiders are 10 steps ahead. Yeah. Kenyon Drake says he's going to play some receiver this year. 
I mean, they know what they're doing. Yeah. You think Carr would go on Collinsworth's podcast and just blabber about going to the Super Bowl? No. When has he ever done that in previous years? Never. Never. He's doing it this year. We signed Kenyon Drake. Exactly. He'll be our wide receiver. Show Devontae, you know, yeah. the schemes that we're going to be running and stuff. He'll be catching those plays. And uh, and we got Jacobs in the backfield. That's all we really need. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, no, they're playing 40 chess. Expect... Uh, expect Drake to just have a huge monster year at wide receiver. I would say almost pick him if you're in your fantasy drafts. Pick him high. Yeah, take him, pick high. him higher than last year. Yeah, pick him way <laughs> higher than last year. Maybe top five pick. Yeah, yeah. top five yeah. pick. You need to be taking. You need to be on the big board. You need to be scouting him out, taking looks at him, watching his film. Yeah, because it's it's gonna be big. That'll get you a really high draft grade. Like yeah. Yahoo will give you because we do ours on Yahoo. But yeah. we're sure you're gonna get a really high draft grade because, like Owen said, he's basically a top ten wide receiver and running back. So he's yeah. the Shohei Otani of fantasy. Yeah, I love it. I love it. The Raiders are plus 300 to make the playoffs this year. I love those odds. Yeah. And to win the Super Bowl, you don't even have to tell me because I know. Let's, it might as well be free money. Might as yeah. well be free money. <laughs> Another big story in the AFC South this week is uh, Drew Locke's windshield. So he was driving through Kansas, as one does. And I'll just read you the incident report. So, quote, a car going the opposite direction on Interstate 70 lost a, t- lost a tire, yep. which flew across the median in front of Drew Locke's car. No, that happens, man. Locke avoided the tire but the lug nuts sent glass into the car after impaling the windshield on the driver's side. If you didn't see this picture, go look it up because it's one of the scariest things I've ever seen. This lug nut is so implanted in this guy's windshield. I don't know how he didn't die. It's wow. one of the craziest things ever. Wow, could have been a bullet to the head almost. It could really? have been. Wow. So got lodged in there, hey? It really Holy did. smokes. Got to be got to be afraid of those good, lug good nuts. Good for Drew Lock though. They Broncos need him. Yeah, they so. really do. And tires just flying off like that happens. It does. It does. So, Got to be safe. Yeah. Another little Broncos story here. You know the guy, there's a running back every year in fantasy yeah. who goes in the first like 20 picks. Yep. And you don't know who he is, but you got to pretend you know who he is because yeah. he's going high in the yeah. draft. Edwards oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was me. Yeah, exactly. That was me. Yeah. Clyde Edwards-Alaire was yeah. last year. This time, Monty Ball that one year, like 2015. Maybe. Royce Freeman. <laughs> yeah. yeah I really, did that too. You jumped the gun on that one. This year, that guy is Javante Williams. So just okay. so you know, he was a second round pick from North Carolina. Looks like he's going to start over Melvin Gordon. So just remember that name. I, I want to keep you guys prepped for the. If you guys out of season. respect, if you could leave that pick for me, because Royce Freeman one year, Clyde Edwards Hilaire the next, and Javante Williams, you said you yeah, got it. Mine. Yeah. So yeah, I I the last time I took one of those uh, running backs, like the guys who like I didn't know the name, but I was like he was just available was Alvin Kamara. So rookie year, picked him up off waiver wires. So. Uh, so yeah, I got a good, pretty good track record. So I'm, I'll, I'll, he'll find his way to my team. Yeah, yeah, they always do. Yeah, not to yeah. brag or anything. If he's yeah. good, Owen will get him. That's <laughs> yeah. what he's saying. If he's bad, he'll be on Alex. Yeah, just team. for the record, for for the fans who are following at home, I did win the, the league last year. I am the defending champion. Um, I did have the best team. So, I mean, like, there's nothing else to say. It, we're just we're it's we're taking it for another spin next well, year. Well, there is because yeah. I actually formed a dynasty. In Phil's league, I've been playing since 2015, and I won three titles in a row. Haven't won anything since, but uh, three happens. titles in a row. Credit to Owen. He came in, kind of took the throne from me, but I'm looking to take it back. So Yeah, you were the Warriors. Now, now it's over. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, there's yeah. a new hope for everybody out there. Yeah. Last NFL story here. I just found this really funny. So at 10 a.m. on July 6th, 
ESPN's Mike Reese says Nikhil Harry is not a lock to make the Patriots roster. And then at 2.30 on July 6th, Mike Garofolo reports that Nikhil Harry's asked for a trade from the Patriots. Wow. So that's that's a classic get-in-front-of-the-narrative yeah. situation. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be falling behind like, oh, he might not make the— Just get me off the roster. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> yeah. I'm taking control Can't now. cut me if I'm not on the team. Yeah. Yeah. Not a great sign if Bill Belichick decides, hey, I don't want you anymore, especially if he drafted you in the first round. Maybe yeah. maybe not a good sign for your career. Yeah. I don't know. It's, that's when you know it's kind of on the tail end. Yeah. 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 The, the, his, his agent said that he prefers a team that doesn't run a fast offense. <laughs> if like don't make my client run well, a lot 2021 he, yeah so yeah. he wants he wants to go to sounds like wisconsin yeah the big 10 yeah. a lot can, of iowa let's do some pass blocking yeah yeah <laughs> can respect that 2019 receiver class by the way i listed it out here pretty amazing because there's just either a com- you're either a complete bust or you're a total hit and it's it, there's shockingly no in between marquise brown bust yeah Nikhil yeah. harry yeah. Say. bust Debo yeah. samuel hit A.J. Brown, hit. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, miss. Nicole Hardman, miss. Yeah. Paris Campbell, miss. miss. Andy Isabella, miss. D.K. Metcalf, hit. hit. Deontay Johnson. I mean, I heard he was working with the tennis balls, so he might Uh-oh. actually be a hit now. Uh-oh. He knows how to catch. <laughs> Jalen Hurd, never heard of him. <laughs> no. And Terry McLaurin. Yeah, hit. hit. Big, big hit. Stunningly yeah. no average in there. Just like Pro Bowl yeah. or out of the league in two years. Yeah. Deontay Johnson's gonna be catching passes from your boy Dwayne yeah. Haskins. So that could, it's he's at a like a nexus moment right now. Oh, it could he, go. He's the furthest yeah. in the middle right now, yeah. and he's. Let me tell you, by the rest of that list, he's either going down or yeah. up. Yeah. That paired with tennis balls, definitely a guy to look out for. Yeah, he's scary. he's a sleeper in those fantasy drafts. That's scary. Good news is, boys, we're getting closer and closer. Preseason game four weeks from tonight. That's the first preseason game. Regular season game, nine weeks from tonight. We're almost there. Yeah. We're almost there. So we're really about to hit the dead zone here. That's going to be tough. But yep. that's okay. We're keeping you covered. Maybe going to be some team previews coming up next uh, episode. So, you know, we, we got you covered with football. Maybe a little Space Jam deep dive yeah. coming out July yeah. 16th, I believe. So I am wow. fired up. A little teaser. Yeah. Speaking of the NBA and, you know, a little bit of the NBA, Space Jam. Some we'll, stuff going we'll on. We'll take a segue when it comes in front of our faces here. We just watched game two of the NBA Finals. It just wrapped up. Pretty decent ball game. I thought it was a, kind of an all-time Giannis game. Went to waste. I thought Devin Booker was fantastic. Pretty close the whole way. But, you know, it all, Phoenix was always up by five or eight, it seemed like, in the second half. And any time Milwaukee would go to cut it back, Phoenix would get on a bit of a run, push it back up. We also haven't talked since game one, so just to refresh your memory quickly, that game was pretty close at half. Bucks really tailed off in the second half, and then CP took over in the third. Through these first two games, I just wanted to ask you, boys, you think Milwaukee has a chance to come back in this series? Because there's only four teams ever that have come back from down 2-0 to win the NBA Finals. I, I think Milwaukee has it. They, they've kind of started off a couple series slow. They lost the first two to, to, to the Nets. Now, granted, Harden was out for those, and then Kyrie was out for the rest, and then they lost game one to uh, Atlanta. I don't think they'll go down without a fight. I mean, I really, I think it's hard to see like the Suns winning this, like sweeping this for sure, or or winning just four one. But I mean, the the the, the Suns are playing great. Like they've they they outplayed the Bucks, I'd say, especially in uh, game one and in game two here. Like you said, it was an all time Giannis game. I, I thought he was like facilitating too. Like they didn't really have anyone to facilitate. He was getting guys shots. You look at the stats here, and Chris Middleton had eleven points 
Drew Holiday had 17, but Drew Holiday had a crap shooting uh, percentage too. So 33%. 33%. Um, You you need more. You need more from those guys. It's just tough because you look at Giannis and he had such a great performance. He's been like wanting to go to the NBA Finals for so long and he gets his opportunity and then... I mean, they traded all those picks for Drew Holiday, but like, I mean, you and me were talking. We can't really figure him out. Yeah, he's he's an interesting character. That guy. We don't know what to make. Owen, do you think Milwaukee's still in this series, or you think it's looking I mean, grim? It's definitely looking grim. Neither of the games have been extremely close. You know, there's always been a healthy margin for most of the game. It seems like, like you were saying, Phil, even when it kind of tightens up, there's you know, Chris Paul will get a bucket or he'll set something up for uh for Devin Booker what have you and and it'll just you know remain like a 10 roughly 10 point game so I mean it's definitely grim I I think they have a chance to come back because obviously they're going home I I agree with you guys I I mean when your second best player can't be Pat Connaughton like you're not gonna win basketball games especially not in the NBA finals with Pat Connaughton as your second best player and can somebody explain to me why Jeff Teague is all of a sudden like in the rotation yeah like zero minutes I'm pretty opinionated on this series because I picked this Bucks in seven at the start of this, but after the first game, the Bucks roster does not match up at all no. with what Phoenix is trying to do. It's almost like, and I know I don't, I think Atlanta is worse than Milwaukee, but Atlanta would have been a trickier matchup for Phoenix yeah. because Milwaukee does not have perimeter creators. No. They don't have any. That's why they play Jeff Teague. That's why they play Bryn Forbes. Right. PJ Tucker's basically useless in this series because who's he really going to guard out there? He's not a great matchup for any of them because if you're going to put Holiday on Paul and you're going to put Middleton on Booker, then what, is he guarding Jay Crowder? You need a creator in that spot, preferably at that point. Yeah, They yeah. don't have the... De- uh, one of the guys they're playing at all times, it's almost shocking to me that they're playing them. And they really need like everybody who are the key players for them, which is usually just Giannis, Middleton, or Holiday, two of the three need to at least have a great game great for them to be game. in the game. So yeah. tonight, Giannis has the game of his life, and the other two don't show up. And if one of them showed up for a mediocre game, they might have won that game or it yeah. would have been very, very close. The, one of the, Two of those three need to perform at an elite, elite level because they're not getting scoring from anywhere else on the floor. So I... I I don't like their chances to come back, but it's tough to watch Giannis be so far and away. Well, I don't want to say so far and away because Booker was great tonight too, but he was the best player on the floor, For and sure. he wasn't close. And anytime they need a basket, he got it. And yeah. it's like, you're still down eight. You're still down ten. He'll get you back to five. You need Pat Connaughton to hit threes to cut it closer. Like, the guys they're relying on to step up and make plays in this series is really shocking to me. I didn't see this coming and phoenix is so deep too phoenix has shot makers and guys who aren't afraid and they spread the ball and they spread the floor they do a phenomenal job i i think it really looks bleak for milwaukee here but they are going home and like you said they have started slow so i don't want to cross them off yeah Yeah. i've i've i say this all the time uh in all my years watching basketball if your role players sometimes don't show up you can still squeeze out a game you can win a game but if your stars aren't showing up like you're the guys that you need to score like you don't have a chance. Like it's it's game over. I saw from the beginning in the first half, Middleton didn't have it, Holiday didn't have it, Giannis did have it. And like you said, that's the difference. It was always an eight to nine point game because Holiday and Middleton couldn't get their shit together. And I, I don't know if that's on Bud. I don't know if Holiday and Middleton need to prepare themselves better mentally, but at this point, I mean I honestly now now I get why he's shooting threes because like they need points like no one else is scoring. Holiday's not really facilitating either. Middleton's not doing it. Holiday, I guess he's he, he he's decent on defense, but 
man, you gotta you make the most impact when you're when you're scoring and, and making plays. And they, they didn't have any of that tonight. And like you said, the matchup, and especially if Holiday and Middleton aren't gonna show up, the matchup is w- even worse. Cause because Phoenix, I told you, they're a very technically sound team. They're not gonna have too many nights where they're off. Because yeah, somebody's gonna have it. Somebody's gonna have it. And 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 Booker most of this these these entire playoffs, Booker and and Paul have both had it. And then you mix it in with like an Aiton or a Bridges game. That's a recipe for success. Yeah. No, I agree. I think you have to sing the praises of, of Phoenix because their roster offensively is just so much deeper. It's it's like you look at this the numbers today, Chris Paul had a good game, Devin Booker had a good game. Aiton had an uncharacteristically mediocre performance, I think, relative to, you know, how well he's been playing over the course of the rest of the playoffs. And, I mean, Jay Crowder put up 11 points, but, he, I mean, he played well in other facets of the game. And uh, and they still were able to, to pull it out because Mikkel Bridges had another, you know, because those two guys had a great game and then Mikkel Bridges stepped, yeah, up, there you stepped, go. stepped up and kind of filled the shoes of Aiton, you know, to, to scoring, you know, filled the gaps in yeah. the scoring. So I think it's just, you know, even if you go down the line, dude, Cam Payne, Cam Johnson, even Torrey Craig, the, the last guy off the bench is giving you good minutes and he's scoring, giving you points off the bench. And then you go back to Milwaukee, it's, I mean, I mean, Bryn Forbes, is, this your, is that your guy? Is that your scoring? You know, I don't want to be too critical of the Bucks too, because there are aspects of how they played the last two games that I actually liked. I yeah. liked that today they made the emphasis of, okay, all right, we saw what happened in game one. We're going to pound the bucket. Like, we yeah, can attack the rim. Let's go get it. So they did. The first quarter, they had 20 points in the paint. Phoenix had yeah. zero. They played a great quarter, and Phoenix hit nine threes. Like, it, it, that's got to be the most frustrating thing for yeah. them is they were holding them to the threes and shots that they were gonna they were hitting at a astronomically high rate. Yeah. Phoenix set the franchise record for threes in a playoff game today. And I thought, like, and the other thing that I liked that they did, Milwaukee, was last game, Lopez got played off the floor. Yeah. They, they had no chance if Lopez was in there. Tonight, Lopez's minutes, I, I didn't check the final. I think he ended up playing quite a bit still, but that's because of their lack of bench. And they were basically cut minutes. in half. Giannis is playing the majority of the minutes at the five, and they look great in those minutes, and that's in the effort to neutralize Aiton. It's let's spread this out and let's make him guard Giannis, and then let's bring all the other guys in when Giannis, is, Giannis was taking mid-range and Giannis was doing all sorts of things, putting Aiton in the action to draw him away from the rim. I like some of the things they're doing, and I thought that tonight was a good game for them, and if Middleton or Holiday even showed up a little bit, they were winning that game. That's got to be the frustrating part that, like you said, you need your stars to show up. They didn't show up tonight, and it's going to be really hard to beat Phoenix for the next five times. And that's what they're going to have to do. Exactly. Yeah. And I uh, like watching, just watching the first five minutes of the first quarter, like man, like Giannis came out and he dunked like three times where it just shut up the whole crowd. Like it was crazy. Like you said, they made an emphasis to get to the bucket and yeah. score. Right. Phoenix hit at a crazy, crazy level, crazy percentage, hit their threes. But at the end of the day, like Holiday and Middleton still need to do good. If if Middleton and Holiday did well and they still lost, you could have pointed that to a little more. You're like, okay, well, I mean, they were right there, but they weren't, and and yeah, it made a big impact on the game. Yeah, that's that's why I don't want to say they're out of this either. Yeah. This is yeah. like it's it, so much is dependent on those two. And if Middleton Middleton was fantastic in the first game, that's what's so confusing about yeah, him and Holiday. And I thought Holiday turned the corner against the Hawks in those last two games. He was the best player on the floor for Milwaukee, arguably, and he's still so good on defense. I, He's a perplexing player. We were talking about it during the game. I just have no clue what to make of him because 
he is so good on defense, but yeah. on offense, he's just so trick-or-treat. It's, it's I, so hit or miss with him. Like, you guys remember that game seven against Brooklyn? Shit the entire way. And then the last two yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. of the overtime, he hit, like, four shots. Yeah. And they that basically was the reason they won. Like, yeah. Crazy. I mean, I, uh, it's that's a project. Like, I don't know who the hell can figure that out. Yeah, the con- inconsistencies are unbelievable. What a strange team. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this here because I don't know what they change. I think they just have to play the same game they played tonight and hope their guys make shots. Because I thought it was. I agree. A pretty good game all around. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like you were saying with, um, you know, the points in the paint. When you compare game one to game two, Giannis was so much more aggressive. He had way more shots, and he was get like we've been we all know this, that he can get to the rim basically whenever he wants. Like he's, they, when whoever's guarding him stands like three feet off him and he can still get to the rim like that. It's the easiest thing ever for him. So I think you do that. I mean, it, looking at the plus minus here, it's crazy. Like Giannis was a plus three and the entire rest of the team was a negative. Middleton yeah. was a minus 15. The turning point so. in the game was when Giannis got banged, on and there was like five i think the gap was five and there was maybe eight minutes to go and he was clearly hobbled and they had to take him out and he hadn't come out the whole second half yet and immediately it's like smack seven will run yeah it it reminded me of when lebron would come out for the Cavs and the team would instantly just crater Mm -hmm. it was like they need him so bad because he's doing everything he's protecting the rim he's switching off and he's doing all the scoring and all the facilitating i thought he was like borderline unstoppable today. Yeah, I, I thought agree. any other if one of those like I said ten times already, if one of those guys showed up, he was not gonna let them lose. He was on that level of a mission today. It sucks to see him lose because I haven't seen him play like that in a playoff no. game ever. I've seen him do it in a regular season game, but for him to just turn a page and say, Hey, I know I'm hurt, I know I'm not a hundred percent, but I'm gonna do everything I can. And what he finished with forty two and yeah. fifteen or whatever he ended up with. Like he was hitting some of those fadeaways that we've critiqued him on before. And I mean, it would have been a vintage. It would have been a classic game by Giannis. And to your point, Phil, about changing stuff, I don't even know what you can change that much. I just think you need a Hope Holiday and Middleton. At least one of those guys even have a decent game. Like yeah. I don't think you can Especially change much because the recipe looked pretty good tonight. Crash, go to the cup, um, and just let Giannis do his thing. And and if Middleton and Holiday can add, it'd be a plus. Yeah. Do you think this is a different series if DiVincenzo's healthy? Because I think literally yeah. just one body yeah. on the perimeter and they're a different oh, yeah. team. Because yeah. instead they got to use those like Jeff Teague, Teague minutes who well, is borderline out the NBA. I mean, who's giving uh, him a job next year? I don't know how much offense DiVincenzo is going to give you. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't what is like what does he shoot from three well they just need a body i think he was like 37 38 yeah he's still high i still think he could give you that all like he could give you 15 to 20 if it like if like you know like he could actually give you that so i think i don't think it would shift the series completely but i don't know maybe maybe it is a a one one series going back to milwaukee with divacenzo because like you said just having that extra body and like now you have to turn to jeff teague i mean it's yeah. a disaster. And in my opinion, DiVincenzo is also one of the better perimeter defenders on the team. I mean, I put him yeah, up. Yeah, he's right a plus defender for sure. So, yeah, I mean, if you can get another 3 and D guy, like a, that's like what basically the like Bridges or Crowder yeah. plays. Yeah. And you see how the success they have. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, Connaughton hit, he got 14 points today. Yeah, so, he was good. are you telling me? Four threes. Yeah, exactly. DiVincenzo couldn't do that. And I think I, I've watched DiVincenzo actually quite a bit because just given the Raptors and all that stuff, how often we play the Bucks, th- this kid's been in games. Like he won oh, yeah. I th- uh, one or two, 
just well, won, won one national title. But he was a MVP at the and he was, Yeah, he, it was all on him. I was he's there. he's felt the pressure deal. before. He's been to a couple conference finals. Definitely a guy you could have used. And yeah. I don't think he's scared of the moment. Like, yeah. And all you really need is a big three with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. And I think he's the guy that could like do that for them. Yeah. And last thing I want to throw at you, we already talked a lot about the Bucks, but the Suns here, uh, I think this is a pretty impressive run because a lot of the picks and the guys that are contributing right now and the guys that are making plays are players that we've critiqued or picks that they've made that we've critiqued over the last couple of years. Yep. This is a culmination of a lot of front office success from what I would say. Crowder signing was a great signing. Mm-hmm. The Aiton pick, I mean, obviously, if you could do it again, you probably wouldn't take him, but boy, is he a force down there. He's one of the best centers in the NBA, and he's yeah. only yeah. getting better. The Chris Paul trade, I, I mean, it was it kind of a no-brainer. You don't have to really... I mean, it was an upgrade over what they had. That's not really part of this. But Cameron Johnson, they took 11th, and we all made fun of. And this is this is a front office that really had a vision, I guess. And obviously, they got some breaks this year. And it seems like, you know, next year, they they this they might not be back is the point. Yeah. But for them and these guys all contributing right now, I'm sure it feels good. Because this, I mean, again, two years ago today, they were the lowest record in the West. And they built this up, and they deserve all the credit in the world because this team yeah. is the definition of a team they work together i mean what was that possession tonight they passed it tw- 12 passes yeah to get it to get a dunk like <laughs> yeah they really know how to play together and their guys are all really really in this and i i just respect it and i, I don't feel like at the end of the day this is like a fluke championship because this mm-hmm. is a really good team no i've been, i've been like just so happy to see ayton's development too because like i mean man you get drafted what year was he 2018 yeah and then you get your first overall, that's great. And then you see Doncic and Trey Young have the first years they do. And then everyone's like, you know, we should have taken them. And your point still stands. I mean, you do that over again, you maybe take Young or, or uh, Doncic. But it's great. It's been great to see his development. And um, honestly, he of, of, of the true centers, he might be the best. Because you got Jokic and Davis. They, they play like... Uh, just an unconventional yeah. type of center but he plays like that 90s 80s center where it's like he'll get you the rebounds he'll get you everything close to the cup i mean he he doesn't even have to bother developing anything outside but he can hit it too which is a plus and uh mikhail bridges too yeah. i thought he, that pick was gonna stink but like the, he had great. a bunch of points today how many had 27 i think yeah he had a bunch of points everyone made so much fun of campaign one of the g uh the g when the when he got traded to the bulls uh, I don't know if yeah. there was a, if if it was their assistant GM or a coach. He said that after the second practice campaign wouldn't be in the NBA. Like great story for him, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So just uh, I said it last podcast. Just I think one of the best organically constructed teams of like the last decade or of of the last while. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, hopefully you know fan, as as fans and as just the NBA community in general, this is kind of like a lesson in having more patience with these young teams because especially centers, especially somebody like DeAndre Ayton who didn't pick up a basketball until he was 12. So, I mean, a bit later than a guy like Luca who's been playing it his whole life. Yeah. I mean, Just when, you're, yeah, when you're seven feet tall and, you you know, you're, you develop late, that's just how it is. Yeah. And you, you know, you learn, you're, you grow into your body and you develop skills later. And I think that's uh, something that is not just applicable to Ayton. It's applicable to centers all over the NBA and just bigs in general. So I hope going forward, we we can kind of recognize this and kind of look at teams like that. Even the Pelicans that aren't great now, but have some solid pieces um, and just 
kind of recognize what these guys are doing, what these front offices are doing, and what they're building with these picks and and signings. So it's good to see. Yeah, credit to them. And a lot of the guys they ended up taking were older guys too. Like Bridges was a four year at Villanova, yeah. and I think Cam Johnson's was at least a three or a four year. So UNC, yeah. Hopefully that. I mean, I I never. I mean, the guys who are the older guys, I understand why you would take them later in the draft some of the time, but if the if your guy's your guy, the age shouldn't matter. I mean, 22, 20, whatever it is. Like, just, Yeah, I just think that aspect's a little underrated. Like, Especially if you're a team that's looking to make the playoffs, you want a guy that can step in and right away make an impact, and then you can develop him later if you want. So I don't think you can... A guy's development stops at the age of 21 or 22. Like, I yeah. just think that's crap. An 18-year-old, you still don't know what you're going to get with him, so... I'm totally for drafting any guy that's a 20, 21, 22. The Raptors have done it quite a few times. Turned out great. Phoenix did it, like you said, turned out great. I think the Spurs have done it a couple of times too. So yeah. just teams that have developed guys and, and they're not afraid to take older guys. So it's great. Yeah. on To that point of Cam Johnson, he was drafted in 2019 and he's 25 years old. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, he's an old boy. Dude. Uh, yeah, I think he was a one and then a four. So I think he had like a five year. So yeah, wow, yeah, I'm that. looking at it right now. He played one year at Pitt. Played with Pittsburgh from 2014 to 2017, and then and North then UNC, UNC 17 yeah. to 19. So I don't even know how that's possible, but <laughs> yeah, Derek White did that too. He, yeah. had, he had one year at uh, no, actually four years at culinary school, and then one year wow. at Colorado. Wow. And then he came oh, to the let's go. Yeah, so good for those guys. I'm always a soft spot for those guys with the four year. Good hey, can I just guys. say on Cam Johnson, he has one of the prettiest jumpers I've ever seen. Ooh. It's gorgeous, butter. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, uh, a couple quick NBA notes. Uh, I'm sure you guys saw this, but the decision was 11 years ago today. Yeah. So wow. uh, it's from yesterday for when you're hearing this, but today for when we're recording. Uh, do you guys remember where you were for the decision? I was nine years old, and I <laughs> found out the next morning on a BlackBerry. That I remember that. But do you guys have any recollection of it? You know what? I have to be honest, because that means, yeah, I was about nine or ten years old. If I'm going to be honest, I wasn't... Um, I wasn't too, too involved in the NBA. I was more of a WWE guy and still playing with toys and stuff. But uh, I do remember I'd had some understanding of like this LeBron guy and all this. And my dad actually ended up telling me that he ended up going to Miami and stuff. And I was like, that's actually kind of what got me because I was like, yeah, holy crap, what's, what got this, me like, too. what's this crazy super team everyone's getting so mad about? Like, what are all these great players? Like, because I, I knew of Chris Bosh, of course, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, oh, you know he left Toronto. Why did he leave Toronto? They're going to Miami. Well, who's this LeBron guy? So that, that actually one of the big things that got me into basketball. Yeah. yeah. I, my situation is pretty similar to my experience is pretty similar to Alex. Like, I don't think I ever watched basketball before the decision. Like I never watched LeBron in yeah. Cleveland before the first time. But then I was like, I remember he went to the heat and then like I watched I, I don't yeah. know. If ever, yeah, just watch yeah. from then on. Like that was like the kind of like a moment. That was watch that was like moment. the seminal. I'm interested in basketball moment for me too. Yeah. And I thought it might be the same for you guys because it was like those. I remember. I remember those three were all free agents and it was a big deal. Yeah. But I didn't have like a deep enough understanding of who was like how good these guys were. I just thought, oh, the three big stars because obviously yeah. we're from Canada. We know Chris Bosh yeah. and like when they all joined together i remember wade and bosch did it like the the morning of and i found out that they were going there and i thought oh that's interesting and then the next day i find out lebron's going to the heat too and then from then on it's like that that yeah. i think that totally. i think a lot of people our age are in that situation yeah. too so and it's a seminal moment and if yeah. i could add too it's funny because the first real championship that i remember watching like the whole entire playoffs was the dallas mavericks championship which is the year they they came together and then tried to win that thing so yeah. and and i'm honestly like like Owen said, we weren't watching it when we were nine and ten years old or eight. But I'm so jealous of all these stories of people like like the 
OG like LeBron Cleveland <laughs> stories where he goes to the pist like like goes to Detroit and drops whatever I think I was forty seven forty seven twenty classic Celtics games and stuff like crazy playoff performances so yeah I'm definitely yeah. jealous I didn't catch those yeah. did you guys ever read like Sports Illustrated kids. When you were like a kid, oh, oh that no, sounds lit. I though. had the big subscription from like eight years old on. <laughs> but like wow. the legit one, yeah, oh yeah, and and the hockey news. I love the hockey news as a kid. So what was the kids person. one? Like what did it have? I remember it was like it's just like a watered down version of Sports Illustrated. Okay. Like it'll have like little like games and stuff like nice. that in there too. Like I remember the one that I remember because I used to read like all of them like fifty times. Like I'd read a ton of them. I remember they made like this was like the two thousand nine NBA draft. They made like all these guys into like comic book heroes. Oh. And I remember it was like Blake Griffin was in there, Steph Curry no was way. in there, and Tyler Hansbro was like this mask oh. man because he like broke his nose. <laughs> I remember and that. And I was like, this guy's right. sick, dude. Tyler Hansbro is gonna be a beast. And then wow. when he was on the Raptors, I was like, wow, this guy's terrible. Stinks. Yeah. <laughs> I used to read Sports Illustrated Kids in my dentist office. It's nice. so sick, nice. dude. Mm-hmm. I can, I literally have some of those memorized because I read it so many times. I love Esquire. it. Yeah. Oh, and I threw this one in there specifically for you so i really hope you like this because i don't think you've seen this yet it was flying under the radar lonzo lamello and liangelo uh-huh. they're teaming up and playing at the drew league this year together really? so this is literally just made for you really? this idea i know you i'm just assuming you watched all the our high school games just knowing you yeah, like, yeah i used to watch ball in the family back in the day i oh i watched that yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it's pretty fire i it's just you know it, my 2017 me is happy can i just say happy. for anybody who's into high school basketball lonzo ball has one of the most fire high school senior mixtapes you will wow. ever see yeah. you'll ever see like if anybody cares even a little bit look it up stop listening to this come back to it later but go look up lonzo ball high school like senior year mixtape it is unbelievable like i thought this guy was going to be michael jordan I, I know you did i yeah. know you did i i also saw <laughs> like that liangelo has like a four million dollar house i was yeah, like i saw that too i didn't know your father cut you a fat check from that's that lavar money brand right. that's the lavar money and or a guy that's from, never played in the nba that's pretty good yeah. i mean or it's from those sunglasses yeah. you stole in china so right could be. For when you steal million. your sunglasses you save yeah. a lot of money yeah. it adds up he's <laughs> a smart kid he probably got a cut from everyone man got yeah. a little stake in uh Lamelo's contract, YouTube channel, <laughs> yeah. same with Alonzo. So I still follow him on Instagram, and it's funny because like every other post, or like maybe once every like three or four, he'll just put the caption as "No, I haven't quit playing basketball yet." <laughs> wow! Just to is... remind the fans, be like, "Yeah, I still play. Like I'm still the dream's still alive." Let's go, Pistons. Yeah. Let's yeah. go, <laughs> Detroit City. Uh, lastly, for the NBA notes, uh, Andre Drummond has been uh, extremely fascinating oh, yeah. on social Very media this week. Uh, he started off by going in Instagram comments and saying he needed more playing time to show what he could do. Yep. Oh, no. uh, I agree. You're 30. <laughs> and then he took to, to the next level uh, yesterday by tweeting Kareem Abdul-Dramond and then posted yeah. T-shirts that he's selling of Kareem Abdul-Dramond. So, you know, oh, these, okay. these actions really just make me think he'll be suiting up for a random team next year, like yeah. the Thunder or the Pelicans or, yeah. you know, the Blazers, yeah. somebody random and then just like the China. This yeah. tells me that he kind of knows like, hey, it's kind of getting, it's done. It's kind of over. Like, you know, I have a little bit of rel- relevancy left. Let's just milk it. Print some t-shirts, yeah. maybe like make an NFT. Money's looking a little thin. So. Yeah. Yeah, keep Definitely. it coming in somewhere. Yeah. Kareem Abdul Dramond. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he'll be one of the like the last guys to get signed, and I don't even know if he will get signed, but yeah, he'll he, he'll be making headlines in late August, September, October. Just you know, oh, like 
I don't know, I'm Dallas the gym. is I'm kicking threes. the tires. Yeah, yeah he'll be posting freaking, <laughs> he'll be just yeah. spamming the IG nonstop. And Why is Kareem Abdul-Jerman kind of funny? I, I'm <laughs> have to get a shirt. Now I'm on the bandwagon. <laughs> and, I mean, ever since he was doing that LeBron uh, little, what would you call that? Like The back the, down the post the thing. back down the post thing. Man, like, that's, don't do that, dude. Like, it's submarine. The I don't think you've season. ever hit a shot like that, so why are you trying to, like, it's yeah. just, come on. Times are tough. We're on to Euro 2020, boys. Yeah. So we watched the semifinals this week, or at least I, I caught one of the games. Come on, England. Oh, that was a bad accent. Oh. Maybe, maybe a three <laughs> Come out of Come on, England. There you uh, go. That's yeah. better. Yeah. And uh, England and Italy, they're taking off in the finals. Spain lost to Italy in PKs. Owen picked Spain. Yep. Owen continues his ice-cold pick streak. That's I've okay. Really <laughs> never seen anything like it. It's unprecedented. It Owen is. told you to always pick the opposite of what he picks, yeah. so it's actually your fault if you're taking yeah. his picks. Yeah. Yes. So if you if you'll primer, the game is on Sunday at 1 o'clock Calgary time. That's 3 o'clock Eastern time if anybody's in a different time zone. Uh, Sunday's a sneaky good sports day. Afternoon soccer, NBA finals at night, flag on the play at night too. You're going to have Wimbledon that. Wimbledon finals. Oh. See, Fuck, it's gonna be great. It is gonna be great, and the line is set at England plus one seventy, Italy plus one ninety, extra time at plus two hundred. Wow. So you're getting decent odds, whatever you take. Good value. There. Gonna be a great game. I'm super hyped. Is it coming home or is it going to Rome? That's the question on everybody's <laughs> wow. mind, right? Look at that. That's good. Ernie Johnson level that's, of comment right that's there. That's great. That's it's coming great. home. That's my prediction. Uh, two nothing. Two nothing. It's coming home. Yeah, so I read this thing that said like Goldman Sachs for whatever reason oh. has like this analytical <laughs> model. They have this like model to predict the winners. Okay, I haven't heard this. Yeah, so they just like have all this match data. Like apparently it says like six thousand matches from the Euros, mm-hmm. and they like, crunch the numbers. And I don't know why they like who's getting paid to do this, but anyways, I don't think they are. <laughs> it's <laughs> some passion project there. Yeah, but anyways, they say it's coming home. So let's go. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's coming home. Let's go. Yeah. But actually, no, no, pick Italy, dude. No, what are you doing? <laughs> no, no. Shit, oh. it's too late. I'm gonna say it's, it's coming home. Late. I'm gonna say it's gonna be a big three-one win. Wow. For, I'm gonna say Phil is distraught. Harry is in shambles yeah. right now. It's tough. Three-one. Bet big. Harry Kane wins the the golden boot. Wow. <sighs> Harry Kane. Yeah. I'm distraught. He's winning the boot. So, it's not coming home, and wow. I'll tell you why. Damn it! This is the perfect you picking Italy and Owen picking England is really, yeah like I went from confident to zero confidence. <laughs> so Italy's gonna win, and the reason why is because I don't know when the Euros started. I think they started in early June, right? June eleventh, and you know June eleventh, and you know I'm a big TikTok guy, right? And I love sports and stuff. So a bunch of sports things always show up on my on my feed and all that. And before the Euros started, one guy said uh, Italy versus England in the final. Hmm. No way. He predicted it. So he probably realized, you know, I predicted the Suns, Bucks, yeah. you know, England, Italy, all that. And uh, he predicted that the Italy was going to win 2 1. So that's the only reason I'm picking Italy to win. And he, like, he's probably going to get it right. <laughs> so you guys should meet, like, meet each other. Yeah, we should meet each yeah. other. Yeah. yeah. Meeting be, of the minds. Yeah. yeah. Stanley Cup finals. So we saw Tampa Bay take out Montreal in five. I called that, by the way. I said Bolts in five. Wow. Give Phil some credit, please. Yeah. yeah. Some love. Give a pause for, like, applause. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right, Thank you, good. guys. Thank you, guys at home. <laughs> uh, what a hockey team Tampa Bay has. Oh, holy Christ. Wow, that I might know. be the best team I've ever seen. Yeah, I know. When you're $18 million over the cap, well, I mean, holy. <laughs> I, 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 pers- I, be a I, kill, but. I don't care. 
Like if care. they're good enough to make it through the regular season and end up in the playoffs, being without their two best players, arguably, then I don't care. That team is <laughs> that team is so yeah. No, good. they're they're nasty. They, their whole defense is stacked. Yeah, the goalie's yeah. the best goalie in the league. Yeah. The offense is nasty. I know they got a whole ton of tidying to do to get back to the yeah. cap floor for uh, this year. So I know the team's not going to stick together, but. I know even Cooper said that after the game. Like, this is our last go with this group. So, I mean, we uh, wanted to leave it on the ice. And holy yeah. cow, did they ever. They and did. Props to the Islanders for yeah. pushing them to seven. I was going to say. Yeah. And big props to Montreal, too, because that was a heck of a run. And that's going to be good for the NHL in the long run. These teams in the middle will say, instead of packing it in and selling, let's just push and try to get to the playoffs. Absolutely, and let's see absolutely. what we can do. Yeah, I'm super happy for Stamkos. Uh, seeing him raise the oh, cup yeah. in front of the home fans. And, and he pretty much played the entire playoffs, I believe. So, because I know, I think in the bubble last year, I don't think he really played. He played that one much. shift. He played one shift. And he scored. And that was in the final. Yeah, yeah. He, went, he scored. So, um, yeah, great, great for him because he's had a really, he's had a lot of injuries in these past couple of years. So that was great to see. And then Pat Maroon. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. Wins twenty nineteen with St. Louis, twenty twenty with Tampa, and then this year again with Tampa. Unbelievable. Hey, and what was the team he was on before Phil? Before he went to St. Louis? It was New Jersey. New Jersey. Oh, I was almost got you there. Yeah. So yeah. New Jersey and the Oilers missed out. Yeah. Phil, how do you feel that your team got swept by a team that got swept by a team that lost in five to this team? That was so forced it hurts, man. Wow. Yeah. Oh, how, from how, the how do you feel though? I'm curious. No comment. No comment. No comment. No comment. That, hey, that's hey. like pretty. Like no, that no, means no. you guys would have lost in like two games to Tampa. The, the season's <laughs> over, though. Two the season's games. over. We're on to the next season. Okay. It's our year. Bang. That's all you need oh, to know, right there. Tampa Bay's year. So give him some time. It's Tampa Bay's year. Phil told me a couple episodes ago that he will not say anything like that. And look at him. Yeah. See. Dude, I knew they, it. I knew it. All he needed was for the Stanley Cup to be raised, and he'd say it's there. Like, give year. him some time, dude. The it's body's not even cold yet. Wow. No, but it, like, like, let him celebrate. He okay, said after yeah, getting I, sweeped, he'd never say it, and here he is. No, like they can like celebrate, but it's our year. <laughs> Holy <laughs> smokes! Like wow, I would just love to see Tampa Bay versus the Oilers and just like eight nothing every game. <laughs> Theoretical though. <laughs> would you cry if that happened? <laughs> No, last last Oilers Lightning game I went to, we lost six to five. It was really? a good. It was, it was right I, before Christmas. It was that's something to hold on to. Yeah, yeah. it was like yeah. five years ago. It's basically Stanley Cup for you. You yes. should guys have. A, you should have a parade on white for that one. Yeah, we definitely, <laughs> definitely should. Uh, UFC two sixty four. This is special for Owen because Owen's a big UFC fan at home, and he loves it. He always wants us to talk about it. I can see the joy in his face. I bring it up right now. If you are new to the UFC, which I don't know how you are. Uh, McGregor's back. He's fighting Dustin Poirier on Saturday night. Also, I noticed Greg Hardy is fighting on the card. Yeah, he's, he's always the there. He's Unreal. just hanging around, always. <laughs> so, you know, McGregor, Poirier, betting odds. Poirier's a minus 125. McGregor even at plus 100. Just wanted to get your boys' picks here. Should be a good event. I'm going to take... I'm taking Poirier. I would take Poirier. Wow. Yeah, I would take Poirier. I'd hit Poirier like for sure because I just don't think McGregor has it anymore. I think he's lost the fire. I think so too. This yeah. is usually how it goes, though. Yeah, like you, you flame out like your, your career, your prime's over. Well, and then well, you, your prime's over, and then you fight like three right. times, and you like lose two, win one, and yeah. Like, yeah. But this is different from other sports because it's like in the NHL, you can be like super rich and like still fight or still play. And you'd be like, okay, like you can put up some points, like do whatever, right? Yeah. Be decent. When Brad Tree Living signs you to like a six year contract, yeah. you can stink and still be bringing those <laughs> yeah, checks in. Yeah. yeah. But in the UFC, it's like, I think for these fighters, like, it's like, I got a hundred million in the bank and I'm 
like I can't even remember my kid's name every time I get hit. <laughs> like, why well, it's not worth it anymore. And so it's like they just like McGregor does. He's like, he has no reason to fight. Like this guy's the richest UFC fighter ever. Yeah, like yeah, he's, I agree. He did this fight because it's like, well, you know, one one. You gotta you gotta even it like you gotta t- oh, break the tie. So that's what I was gonna ask you. So yeah. he won the first one. Yeah, like a Poirier long time the ago. Second. But that was like hungry McGregor. Hungry that was like McGregor. on the Still come not up. Not too many people knew him. Yeah. Okay, I see. And I then see. last time it was like Mister like yeah. I fought Floyd Mayweather, big shot McGregor. Yeah, well, because it's getting pretty cringe. I saw like their press conference today, and he's still doing the stuff he was doing like five years ago with like the yelling and the shouting, and he's just trying to milk it really yeah. hard. And, yeah. I guess try and get last couple millions that he can, but yeah, it's getting like annoying now. It's not that funny anymore. Yeah, and it's like yeah. it, it's it's like fake. Like with Josie Aldo and stuff, you can't believe it because you didn't really know him, and then they didn't know each other. I think they actually hated each other yeah but it's like mcgregor like likes poirier like they are friends like they you, he hated friendly. khabib though that was real right yeah, yeah I, that was probably real. did and yeah. khabib hit i mean we saw what happened at the end of that fight like yeah khabib exactly went to fight dylan Nett. like there yeah. was some actual animosity there but i like it's clear he likes justin poirier and i find i think if you have the money and if you like the guy you're fighting you're gonna have a hard time like getting in there yeah and just exactly giving it yeah yeah i agree i guess i'll go with poirier then i was gonna go with mcgregor yeah. but you can uh, Owen changed my mind. It's yeah. gonna be McGregor though, okay. just because I made the. Uh, that was pro. Thank you. I appreciate respect. That. Good. So, good. Thank you. So he's that. our UFC insider. He really is. Yeah. yeah. So, well, it's my dad, but it's okay. for anybody. Yeah, for the, those at home, my dad buys every UFC pay per view. Like he spends all his money on UFC pay per views. <laughs> he has a ser- like an issue. He'll watch like the most bum fighters on a Saturday night. Every Saturday he night. Lives That's his getaway. Saturday. Well, vacation. Yeah, bro. I don't even know why. Like he used to watch other sports. Now it's like Saturday night. Everybody out. That's I'm watching old. my UFC. I'm dropping 80 bones on, on a pay-per-view. <laughs> Dana White's number one fan. Yeah. yeah. I love it. So, And I also want to throw this in here. Here's the list of celebrities who will be at this fight. This is literally the most mishmash group of people you could ever imagine. Can I make imagine. a guess? It's yeah, like yeah. the shop. Jake like, Paul. With, no, no. Draymond really? Green and Chelsea Handler. Tom yeah, Brady. Yeah. This is Tom Brady? Not on, the, not on the board. Really? But this is, this is next level. Wow. A little guest list here. Dave Chappelle. Justin Bieber, oh. Kevin Durant, Donald <laughs> Trump, Machine, Machine Gun Kelly, Megan what? Fox, Mel Gibson, Courtney Kardashian, Travis Barker. Wow. Okay, That's so how many couples crew. are in there? Travis Barker and Courtney, and Courtney M- and MGK and MGK and Megan Fox. Yeah. And yeah. Jake Paul and Donald Trump? No. Okay, <laughs> I don't, think I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, like, do those guys just? Did when did the Kardashians become like huge UFC fans? Because they're like at every fight. Travis Barker and whatever Courtney and then yeah I bet yeah. I bet he's the fan and then they just go together yeah exactly yeah. it's like yeah. a good nice photo op yeah you yeah. sit by your fan she's probably on her phone the whole time yeah. so uh-huh. UFC fights seem kind of fun I'd like maybe. to go to one yeah day. I, yeah that'd be great just texting Kevin Durant on there maybe yeah. link up <laughs> section two hundred four <laughs> yeah. yeah bozo of the week you know what we like to do on a Friday morning give you a little bozo and genius of the week some positivity some negativity. We open this to the floor. Take it wherever you boys want to go. Whoever wants to bat lead off, be our guest here. You have the floor. Okay. So my bozo this week. It's it's uh so last week or I guess maybe it was Sunday. We we talked about Shikari. I think is how you say it. Yes, Richardson. Yeah. Yeah. And we talked about how she uh, um, got popped for. They call it PEDs, but you know for basically drugs, right? She got popped for it, so she isn't going to be able to race in the hundred meter. Right, you know, sprint at the Olympics, which is obviously like an unfortunate situation. But then, so she had, so she was gonna, she couldn't run in the individual race, but there's the relay. And the yeah. thing was, the suspension that she's gonna be given was gonna expire prior to the relay, the four by one. So she would have been able to, she had the opportunity to go race in the four by 100, 
but she wasn't picked for the team. Wow. Which, I mean, Bows of the Week, the U.S. whatever, like, women's sprint team, I don't even know what you call the that. The selection team. Or the whatever. selection team. Like, what are you doing? That's, what yeah. are you doing? You like, she's like, good. Your event would have been double the viewership. Oh, double. At least double. Are you yeah. Like, name me. I don't even think I can name a men's sprinter on the U.S. team. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tyson Gay, I think his name is. Is Look he still that. running? No, he's I don't still running. Know. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, it's <laughs> got no, a longest career ever. They have such a like short lifespan, though. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's about like two Olympics. Yeah. Three if you're lucky, but true. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's like the star of the. Like, I can't name. Any other Olympians? No, the now U.S. Olympic team in general is messing a lot of stuff up. Like even with basketball and the Kevin Love thing, guess, that's yeah. a joke. Yeah, and then they're doing this with her. Like, yeah, we gotta fix it. Come on. Yeah, like I just like whatever the selection committee like figure it out. Like do better. That's like you're just the give us give the fans what they want. You know what I mean? Let I let her race. Good take. Let her race. Let her, her race. race. Let yes. her race. Let's go. I yeah. love it. Do you want to give your genius too? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go literal on the genius thing today. Wow. Yeah. Literal genius. I got literal geniuses, plural. Holy cow. So I'm an avid script spelling bee fan. I don't know if you boys knew that, but I love spelling. I love watching other kids spell. I love watching, you know, spell offs, all that, you know, everything. Spelling is just, that's my thing, you know. You're a speller. Yeah. So tonight... I guess for those who are listening, um, when this comes out tomorrow, this will be Thursday night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a script spelling bee. And the winner gets... How much do you think a winner gets? I want to hear you guys' guesses. Like money. Yeah. How much money? Like a 12-year-old kill, kid. Yeah. 13 sometimes. 13. Yeah. They probably get like 50,000. That's good. 100 grand. 50,000. It's a lot for 13 Holy smokes. The summer of Alex continues. It's <laughs> red hot. Yeah. yeah. And so... Last year it was canceled, but before then, in 2019, there was like five. It was like a six-person coach. Like there was, like seven co-champions. What? And I want to read you guys a couple of the words that they spelt, yep. and I want you guys to try and see if you how you stack up. <laughs> Let's do oh, this. Christ. Okay. <laughs> All right. I got. I want to get the pronunciation right here. Okay. Like I sometimes <laughs> get computer. words that I type out a word that even autocorrect is like I can't save you because I can't be uh, yeah, I can't be sounding too. this out because I can't give any clues here. Okay, the first word. This is championship word. All right, we're not put, messing around. We're not doing the baby. Put that in the mic. Put that in the mic. I'll read it. I got it now. Okay. okay. I'll give it. I don't know the origin. I don't. So don't ask me any of that okay, stupid that's stuff. Okay, that's fine. Not, okay. Here's the word. Championship word. Erisipolis. Erisipolis. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you want me to go first? <laughs> sure. Okay. How many do you have, Owen? Um, we'll just do two. Okay. 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 So you go first. This one. I'll go first. The next yeah. One. For the next. Okay. Erisipolis. So we'll do a i. No. 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 Wrong. There we go. Phil, do you want to give it a shot? Erisipolis. Okay. H A. No, 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 oh, no. I thought it was going to be like the silent H. Because okay, you said no hard. on the A. The K, it was it E? Yeah, it was E R Y S I P E L A S. Oh, I wouldn't have got the Erisipolis. Y. Bro, I literally, I'm Captain Overthink. Yeah. That's why I said H, dude. I literally <laughs> oh, thought man. we, because you said no on the A, and I was like, it's going to be E or it's going to be like H. H was, like that was a wild pick. Yeah, but it was going to be like no, A or been like, like a, I thought that dark was the horse. stumper. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. You were more confused about the origin of the word. It sounds yeah. like. If yeah, you knew yeah, the yeah. origin, you would have totally, yeah. totally. I pretzeled my Understandable. Brain. Yeah. So for the, for <laughs> definition, Erisipolis is an acute, it's a noun. An acute feb- febrile, febrile disease associated with intense 
edematous local inflammation. Oh, edematous. Edematous. Oh, I should know. I should have known this. <laughs> local inflammation of the skin and sub subcutaneous tissues caused yep. by hemolytic streptosis. Good reading. Good reading. Pretty, Good reading. Pretty bad reading. Good okay, reading. we're gonna do one more for the fans at home. This is an easy one. Ready? I hope the fans at home are also they're following along here. You can make. Ocelot. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. This one's easy. This is like the ba- this is like the basic one. Ocelot? Yeah. Ocelot. <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> it's not that I easy, Phil. It's a different Ocelot. Here we go. Man. Here we go. Here we go. Here we yeah. go. H. No. Ocelot is A U S L A U T and it is the final sound in a word or syllable and position of a sound in a word or syllable. It's a noun. Like so, onslaught? No, it's A U S. It's I don't never heard it before. Okay. I can't lie, but yeah, I just wanted to uh, to shout out the kids at the scripts. Um, I'm sure you guys are making everybody. You're making me proud at least. So good work. Keep it up and don't save your money. Don't blow a bag if you win it. Just you know, be smart with it. I didn't even get past the first letter on. Bold, neither of you guys did. Yeah, it's tough. That was a horrible. It's tough yeah. now. It was I'm a bad performance, bad, dude. It's okay. Though. I do like. That once in a year post where I where they post the champion, I'm like, oh, uh-huh. good for you. Yeah. yeah, good. Yeah, it could have been me if I stuck to the books. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. we could do a whole segment on that. There's so totally. many just iconic scripts totally. moments. But we'll save that for the dog days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, so I guess I'll go here. So Bozo of the week was uh, Harden. Uh, he got caught with 20 grams of <laughs> weed in Paris. Yeah. So wow. with I'm le, not anti weed. Le bebe with le bebe in Paris, it's tough. You got to do better. The fact that you had 20 grams on you is fine, but the fact that you got caught and you're an A-list celebrity is tough. Yeah. They had him sitting on a curb, man, like he's a high school student. It was just weird. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you guys saw the video. It's on our TikTok. They look so confused. They were walking out of this like room or this hall. There were a bunch of paparazzis there, and they looked so confused. I think they were <laughs> high off maybe maybe on some other drugs. I don't know. But it looked so weird, and everyone was like, "Lo bebe, lo bebe," and it was it was very weird. <laughs> lo bebe is objectively one of the funniest things That's I've funny. ever heard. It's hilarious. So uh, yeah, you just got to do better. And then my genius of the week is Tristan Thompson. Yeah, this is actually this guy Tristan Thompson is. He's a genius. He just he knows Finesse his situation King. too well. Finesse King. Uh, so I don't know when this happened. Maybe it was a couple months back. Uh, he was caught with like a video camera of going into a room with like three different women and coming back out 30 minutes later. That's and they, in, I forgot what the word they used was, but it was like plastered is what they said. That's an evergreen story. Tristan Thompson <laughs> caught on security camera with other women. That, that story happens once every two months. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And, and, and they said it was something just where his hair, I think it was like disheveled was the word or something. That he was just, the word. F- hair was everywhere. His like button up shirt was like, wasn't even buttoned up. Anyways. That's what happened. And then someone asked him, so how are you going to get back with uh, Chloe, right? right. Yeah, Chloe. Chloe, yeah. Chloe. And yeah. he said uh, he's confident at getting Chloe back after a th- uh, three-girl room incident. Yeah, I mean, it's he's already it's done hard. it like six times. Yeah, yeah. So. I was going to say. <laughs> like, he knows what he's doing, does something bad, and he just says, yeah, I'm confident. Yeah. And, and we, he should be because, like you said, he's gone back no like six times. Yeah. yeah, I mean... <laughs> God, Genius. that's my least favorite story out there. I, I, Every time I read it, I, I saw the best reply. It was like, "Oh, we are too. We're confident too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not just you, man. Yeah, Don't worry." Yeah. I think he's playing the long game there. He's just wearing her down until eventually she's like, he'll he'll just leave the house and be like, like "Where did you go? Where like, Tristan? Where are you going?" He's like, "I'm going with three women to yeah. do whatever." And she's like, "Okay, yeah, yeah. you can get me back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. can get you back for sure." Uh, my bozo of the week, 
is Marvin Bagley. So wow. I don't like yeah. to pile on because yeah, Marvin Bagley mean. is really getting raked through the coals yeah. 24-7. It's like him and Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. Tie, but neck and neck. I saw what he said, and this just made me irrationally angry. We, we all know that he recently liked a tweet saying that he wanted to be off the Kings. Mm-hmm. I think the tweet was like, we need to get Marvin Bagley out of Sacramento or whatever. He likes the tweet. I have no problem with that. If you want to change the scenery, you go ahead. You get that change of scenery. But, you know, maybe don't like the tweet on Twitter. And they asked him about it on a podcast. And he said, quote, first of all, it's my Twitter, bro. It's my Twitter. It has my Facts. name on it. I can like whatever I choose and please whenever I feel like liking it. Well, very entitled. Yeah. Okay. We get it, man. You hate the Kings. Uh, here's an idea, though. Maybe don't be an idiot for once in your life and say, hey, I shouldn't have done that. I feel bad about it. Uh, I should handle my matters privately. No, no further comment. Instead, he's got to run his mouth and talk about it for ten straight minutes. I'm now changing my stance. I went from I would trade for this guy to I would not trade for this guy. This wow. guy's just an you idiot. were an I would. Wow, I was an I would because I was like maybe you can salvage something. The Kings are like that was a the last straw, Marvin. Yeah, this yeah. guy's just clearly a, a complete bozo. So I'm out. Yeah, get him out. Yeah, get him out of there. I I'm don't off. know. I don't know. Like. I've never played in the NBA. I don't know if you guys thought I did, but I just, I don't know. Is it that hard to request a trade? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Just request a trade, yeah. man. It's like, I imagine it's like in 2K where you just like go to the menu and just click. <laughs> yeah, but I, th- I think it'd be that easy. Request trade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my genius of the week to bring in a little back positive is uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's go. So, my team. Yeah. My, I'm one of my teams. One of your 15 teams. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know if you guys heard this, but the Tampa Bay Bucks actually signed Tom Brady about 15 months ago. Yeah. If you were living under a rock, just in case you missed that. And then they actually won the Super Bowl. Right. Now, what they also did by doing that is they brought winning to their city. Right. Yeah. Lightning yeah. won the cup. Keep mm-hmm. talking. I'm Lightning loving it. won Keep the going. cup again. Oh. Rays won the American League. Uh-huh. Raptors, Raptors won the didn't... fourth pick in the draft. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, thank you. Thank yeah. you. So just true decision making by the Bucks. You know, you bring winning to your city, you exactly. revitalize your culture. Tampa, Champa Bay. It's yeah. a cool city now. Tampa Bay, Chom- uh, Tampa Bay, Tampa Champa Bay. Bay, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's yeah. it's back. Tampa is back. So uh, moral of the story: don't stick with that mf'er. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, here's the important part of this segment: uh-huh. Edmonton Elks. Okay. Tie this in, I know you've been selling a lot of jerseys over there. You've been selling a lot of merch. You've okay. got a lot of dedicated fans. Yeah. You've been saving those pennies. Let's pay Tom. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's bring back the City of Champions sign call. and let's pay Tom. Okay. Yeah. I don't care how old this guy is. Sign when he's yeah. 62, 65, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Bring this guy back. He's like yeah. the leprechaun wherever he goes. He'll bring the titles. Hear, so hear me out. Hear me out. Holy shit. Good and cold weather. Yep. Very good and cold weather. Yeah. Used to cold weather. That's it. That's all we need. That's all we need. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, Edmonton, Alberta with Connor McDavid and Tom Brady? That could be the most electric city for like a year or two. Keep talking. Don't stop. Wow. I love it. Wow. So that, that was the important part of the segment. I really needed to get that in there. But for your own selfish reasons, not so that the Elks could succeed, but because so that the Oilers could succeed. You forgot to tie that. Uh-huh. It was for the Elks. <laughs> it'll just <Wait>. become. <laughs> so hold on, like are you was. thinking like it'll become like a destination for NHL players at that point? Yeah. Just trying Dude, to hang with Brady or what? Anything is possible, man. <laughs> Tom Brady brings winning wherever he goes, so anything's hold possible. On. Hold on, hold on. Edmund Tom. <laughs> wow! Start Edmund Tom right dude. now. Edmund Tom is. We're fire. trademarking that. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I would like love to live in Edmund. It feels like I just drank three coffees after you said that. Holy Christ, <laughs> Edmund Tom, dude! Oh wow. my gosh, I'm That'd sleeping. Good Who's the coach tonight. of Edmund Tom? Elks. 
I know it's not Jason Moss anymore. I, I don't know That's who the okay. new guy is. That's okay. Doesn't matter. That's okay. He'll be the Bill Belichick yeah, of the say random, Tom, you can be player, coach, owner, yeah. whatever yeah. you want, bro. You could play fourth line for the Oilers if you wanted to, man. Just, just you know, Edmund Tom. Let's yeah. make that happen. Go. We're on to no conclusive evidence to send you home on a Friday morning. Uh, I'll, I'll lead off because I closed it. off at the last one here. My no conclusive evidence is there was a video circulating of Steven Adams. He was working out in the gym, and he was putting up some threes. Mm-hmm. And the stroke didn't look too bad. I mean, he's white, so he kind of translates. All yeah. white guys can shoot, like Brooke Lopez. He obviously yeah. picked it up right away. Yeah. He was splashing a couple. The stroke wasn't looking bad. This might sound outlandish, but this is the definition of no conclusive evidence right here. He's going to shoot over 100 threes next year, and he's going to make at least 33. Bookmark <laughs> it. Bookmark it. I'm calling Guarantee? it right now. No conclusive evidence. Guarantee Steven Adams is a 33% three-point shooter next year. On over 100 attempts. That, that sounds like a good deal for me. That sounds like good value. Because that he, stroke looks great. He's the kind of guy that like he'll just be like, I'm doing this now. This no, is but he seems serious this. about it. He because, seems like a guy that wouldn't stop until he Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm goal. saying. So, Steven Adams. I, I think it's just like bad in these like, off-season videos where it's like every year you see guys like, Ben Simmons just putting up threes in the gym, and you're like, "Wow!" Well, I actually yeah, don't see that though. because he doesn't yeah, he do does. that. <laughs> there's, there's that. There's I know what you're talking yeah. about. That like three second snippet. I don't even. I don't know if it's CGI yeah. or whatever the hell it is. He hit like four threes in a row. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Black and Pin will put it up like Ben Simmons is shooting threes now. League, watch out. Yeah. He's in the lab. Yeah. You guys see him at Wimbledon, by the way, with that Yeah, girl? he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, literally. He was at Wimbledon with this girl, She's and he was clown, he had the ear-to-ear smile going. That yeah. man is on cloud 12. Yeah, what I can see how his skill development from the Sixers is going real nice. Yeah. Oh, Watching. Yeah. yeah. He is so uh, yeah. delighted. Mm. I'm going to go to France for a couple of weeks. Yeah, just stay there. Play yeah. for PSG. Do they have a basketball team? I don't know. They do now. PSG? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure they do, actually. Do they? Yeah, okay. Basketball's pretty there. big in France. So yeah. yeah, just stay there. It's okay. Yeah. You'll be a star there. I like it. Yeah. What you got, Alex? All right. So for my no conclusive evidence, um, it was actually I was watching the game today and I noticed it, but I've been noticing it throughout the whole entire playoffs. Uh, bench guys yelling at guys shooting the ball, like right in the corner. You know what I mean? When they get that corner shot and then the bench yeah. guys stand up and yeah. yell. Yeah. Personally, the risk to reward ratio just doesn't, match up for me i just think like the crowd is already loud enough that you yelling i don't know how much of a difference it makes and when they do hit the shot they turn around and they talk their shit so you're just in an awkward stage where like you can't move for four seconds because you were telling this guy and he just nailed a three in your face while you can't even get off the bench yeah just 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 sit down just yeah yeah. let me guess then aussie then yeah then aussie and that white guy on milwaukee and uh elijah bryant just sit down household names their faces just look so like it's just, not worth it like yeah no it's, no one can hear you and yeah. then especially when he hits the three and then it's way around, worse stare at the bench yeah yeah so that's it i'm with you on that i really am boys agree i'm with there you. we go yeah i like that yeah what you got on okay so like alex like phil i'm assuming i was watching the game today oh you assumed right <laughs> and uh and they were they were using a lot of the 8K cam. Oh, this is a gr- I know what you're about to say. Great take. Thank I already you, know. Thank you. And so they were using a lot of it, right? They're like zooming in on the fans. Like there were some cool fan little clips in their yeah. moments. Um, why are we just doing the fans with the camera? You know what I mean? Like move the camera back. Film. Get, 
So start out, like, keep it on the sideline. Let's get some side. You know how they do the sometimes the lower angle of the regular camera? Yeah. Do a lower angle of the 4K and then just make all the cameras 4K. Make them all 4K. Yeah. Like, what's the downside to this? Yeah, just invest money. Yeah, like, like invest the NBA into has freaking money, camera. Okay, this yeah. wasn't the take I was expecting. Okay, but Let's if you're because I have is, a take two to add on, but you go first. My take is I don't need to see the fans all the time. No, guys. I, I, yeah. I, the, every basket they're cutting to the fans. It's the stupidest thing ever. One possession, they wasted seven seconds of the shot clock showing showing this dude doing the airplane. Yeah. I don't care. I want to <laughs> watch the game. I think cut back to the game and the shot's already up in the air. <laughs> oh yeah, that is tough. That's what I'm saying is because they want to use the... They're like, we spent $18 million on these cameras. We're going to use them. Yeah. You know and what I mean? And fans are back and you're going to yeah. know. Yeah. 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 And it's like, this guy's like on crack. He's wearing a <laughs> shooting sleeve and a full jersey. Like he's ready to check yeah, in. Yeah, the Coachella headband. I think he thinks he's like actually going to be checked in at any moment. Like yeah. he's actually on the bench. He's the 11th man. Yeah. And with the amount of screen time he's getting, I don't blame him. Like yeah. I would be like, yeah, the, the camera's always on me. Like I'm... Coach put me in. So, like, just use the camera for the players. Yeah. So, yeah. so to Phil's point, I actually don't know if I want to see the fans or don't. I'm still not sure. But what I will say is that I kind of, when they do show them that much, you keep, because they show that one shot, basically, and it's, like, that one set of fans. Yeah, so right it's kind to of left. like my Yeah, right to left. So, it's kind of my, like, get to know you with the fans. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, today, I don't know if you guys were paying attention, but there was that, like, like 12 year old with a justin bieber haircut that was blonde mm-hmm. and yeah. i was just like every time they panel I'm like, okay i'm gonna find him the couple just keep, the couple that wears the jay crowder shirts them, the too. nba gray yeah. jay crowder exactly. like salsa shirts yeah. yeah like where'd you buy those where'd you buy those <laughs> and it's just to get to know you from the fans to the comfort of your own living room and i don't know it's just a little fun for me but uh and i also like it because it's just like that's what a Phoenix Suns fan looks like. Yeah, yeah, you get to really know the crowd. You really get also, to know the crowd. Have you guys ever watched these baseball cl- MLB clips where they have the guys mic'd up in the game? They're like, yeah, those are sick. Those are dope. Like yeah. they have the guy like playing, you know, fielding. Yeah, and they'll just be talking to whoever in their headpiece, yeah. headset. That is good. They should do like a little something like that, like with somebody on, in the NBA, They're, like test it out because that'd be fire. And just do like unfiltered feed where you get to hear everything they're saying. Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. They yeah. kind of do that, but not like in a cool way. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Right, yeah. right, right, right. They should stop it for the NFL because I don't need guys getting punctured lungs. Yeah. Did somebody puncture their lungs? Yeah. Uh, Cobb. Randall oh. Cobb? Yeah. Randall Cobb on the Packers. He's <laughs> like, I'm never wearing a mic again. Punctured it. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, God. I didn't know that. Yeah. Rip. Rip Randall. Rip <laughs> Randall. <laughs> yeah, Cage. <laughs> it's in the books. 10 out of 10. We did it again. <laughs> we did it again. <laughs> We Put did. it in the books. That's what I love to hear right yep. there. So that's episode 21. Close the book on that. We're on to episode 22. We're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati, baby. Mm-hmm. So that'll be coming your way on Monday. We'll be doing a little NFL preview. We'll be talking after game three of the finals. That'll be a loaded, loaded episode. Loaded. Euro finals, Wimbledon finals. We're going to get huge breakdowns for you. Huge. So enjoy your weekend and then be ready to go for Monday morning. We expect yes, you there. We expect it in your headphones. So enjoy your weekend. Talk to you guys on Monday.